Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Understarters Orders podcast. It's Tuesday. Got a double header this week, Tuesday and Thursday. It's the York Ebo meeting. I'll be covering some of the races from Tuesday, oh, sorry, Wednesday and Thursday this week. Got four races to cover this week. A few little bits of chatting to talk about, too. Uh, and I'm with the three lads this week. Hello, Steve. How are you doing, mate? How are you, man? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Nice to be on uh, with some good races on. Hopefully this week you're not taking the form with you in the car and uh, running off to get the charger. No, they're all here. They're all here. They need to keep quiet. They're all downstairs. Yeah, you keep them quiet, but uh, Dex here. He's had a dicky tummy, but he's he's here. Oh, I made it. Made a recovery. He's made it. Touching golf for work. Good lad. Off the wine then tonight, yeah. Off the wine, yeah. Stay safe. And I'll drink some for you, never mind. And uh, our friend Andrew Cummins is here, Lamanda. Yeah, you got a preview of me at the start, but apparently, um, <laughs> just flashing up on screen. I was changing to my Wi-Fi. I was afraid my brother's down there watching watching Pompey on iFollow, and uh, I thought maybe the internet's little head would hurt if if this was on and the game was being streamed as well. So I switched to my hotspot, and lo and behold, they popped up on the screen. So yeah, uh, cups of tea as well for me. I'm off, I'm off to drink myself. Oh, it's only yeah. me drinking tonight. I want a bit of wine. Well, that's what you yeah. do when you're a teacher, isn't it? You might uh, muster up some courage and start tipping some horses, then. Hey. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've got one tonight, but it's also, we've already spoke about it, you two have got one. In You've got the bleeding wrong one, that's what you have. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the right one this time. We do have the same one. What does that we do. Tell you? We do, you it's do, kind yeah, of win as well. Work. And Steve probably fancies it as well, because he likes those colours. He does. Uh, we'll come to that later because that's in the ACOM, which is a race that we're not covering uh, tonight, but we will be talking about it right at the end um, in the best bets. Uh, but let's have a little chat about an issue. Uh, sorry, a little news piece that came out today. It's uh, one that Declan will probably love to talk about. It's the, the news that Cheltenham is reduced to 68,500 to uh, enhance this race score experience. And apparently they've listened to the public who've been. Uh, giving them the feedback on this. What do you make of this, Declan? Well, yeah, I suppose they, they have to pretend they're listening to the public, don't they? But there's going to be an extra day, so they're not they're not losing out. They'll see it. And did they cap prices on tickets? They increased them, didn't they? Yeah, increased them. Yeah, like, they were quite expensive this year. Look, it'll definitely make things more comfortable, but they're sort of, you know, they're giving with one hand, taking away with the other. Yeah. Um, Look, it'll definitely make things more comfortable, but we're going to be five days. They could do it, you know, restricting races rather than people going. Really. Um, look, I think it's it's a bit of a non-story as well, isn't it? I, yeah. You know. Well, it's, what was that, 74? 74. Yes. Look, it makes sense, but they are going an extra day. They're not losing out, mm. you know, and... Um, like they put the prices up very early this year. Like they went up in April. Like. I was on home. I was on home. Only home I can lose me bollocks for four days and have to drop another grand on tickets. You yeah. know, like it was because you're sort of getting threatened, aren't you? They're going up again mm-hmm. already. Not. I think the last time they went up in June or July, they were going up in what was it, the end of April this time. Yeah, and what we're looking at a price now, Declan for Cheltenham. Oh, tickets! Jesus. The the first round, hmm. I, I don't know. It was nearly it was nearly a, for eight tickets. 
for the four days, like it was nearly a thousand pounds. <sighs> Damn me. Oh, it was a thousand euro. Yeah, it was probably a thousand euro. I can't remember now. Um, but that was for two tickets for each day, like Fridays. Mm. Fridays about a hundred pound a ticket, if or a hundred and five pound a ticket. Yeah. And like, remember, it start costing money once you get in there. Like you're basically, you know, you're standing in a glorified field. I know I got a bit of stick for saying that before, but that's what it is. You know, mm. you're just paying to get in, um, and then everything is extortionate once you get in there. Yeah. You know, so they're certainly not losing money. Yeah. What's your take on this, Andy? Um, no, I, like I, I missed a bit of Dex's spiel there because there was people outside around. I didn't want them coming through the microphone. Um, I say deck covered it. Look, it's not going to save you money on any hospitality. Like especially, you know, there'll be people going for the day. Um, deck and I would be over for the week, so it, mm. it they're not going to notice. Um. You might get a drink 20 seconds quicker because the majority of the issues are actually not when you go out and watch the race they're at the bars and um, mm. like you could go out pretty comfortably into the grandstand you mightn't get fully up the grandstand if you go out at post time but we waltz down most yeah. days and you know you just watch the race no matter like it, well, i think yeah. it's um mm. kind of it's blown out of proportion a little bit to be honest with yeah. you like for the record i don't think jetlam is the worst for having a piece or or getting the point right no, I don't. I don't yeah, it's been much worse. Like your entry was whatever entry in December. Oh, geez. yeah, that was that, really that was a disaster. Yeah, that was, no, it was yeah, that yeah. was. <laughs> you know, obviously, Leopardstown had problems in February. They were different problems. They were staff problems, and I would forgive them that. Um, now better on the at the time, but you know, like a lot of a lot of different industries suffered with lack of staff. Mm. Um, mm. so you'd certainly forgive anyone this year, um, for, for that. But I don't think Chatham is the worst for getting. Do you know what? It, sometimes it was harder to get out of the jacks than it was to get into them. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing past them, <laughs> uh, Steve. You got anything to add on this? Well, I went to Epsom for the Oaks on the Friday, and it was an absolute dream. Uh, it was really easy everywhere to do whatever you wanted. It was. Which was quite surprising, like for me, probably sticks to most of the sort of southern tracks. Mm. It's normally a pain in the ass, you know what I mean? Especially Ascot, mm. especially is religiously bad. But yeah, Epsom was an absolute dream. If, like to be it's... honest, they, if they stop putting toilets in the cocaine rooms, you know, it, you you'd get a <laughs> you get a fish much quicker because you just go to the toilet and let the lads go off and do what they have I to f- do in the other room. I feel sorry for the women. I feel sorry for the women at racing because. The men, you know, you know, it's like you see someone going in a pint, empty pint glass somewhere, someone behind a tree, but a woman's got to queue up for maybe 10 or 12 cubicles. There'll be hundreds of them. And they can mm. queue there for the best part of two races. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a joke. But... Agree. Yeah. Agree. My missus goes the down that issue anywhere. And the king. Now, who's going to win the champion bumper? That's what we need to start talking about. It's never, it's never too early. We should start talking about Chepstow in October. And, and oh my bumper. god! The worst if I see thing. one more thing about people talking about Chepstow, I don't even know what the main race on the weekend leading is. What about There's that? Better be in, in the summer in Ireland than that meeting. It's fucking horrific. And then you oh. have Group Ones on the flat coming after it. 
It's not maybe the stats that we don't see. What about the lad on Twitter who's had 89 bets already and to post? Losses to bollocks already. Unbelievable. Half, half of them could be dead, like, you know. Yeah. But he'll, he'll, say, he'll give us a boom. Oh, yeah. oh, he'll give us a boom, don't you worry. Uh, another thing we want to discuss this week um, was the Royal Whip. Um, Luxembourg hmm. just survived a scare. Um, Andy, what did you make of that one? Um, yeah, I thought it was just fine, really. Um, it's kind of inconclusive, probably the way uh, is the best way of going about it. The race wasn't run to suit. The, the gallop wasn't really sufficient enough. Um, Aiden said he improved 20 to 30%, but I, you know, that's neither here nor there, in my opinion. Like, he should be beating a mare like Insinuendo, who, in fairness to her, is absolutely no mug. But you'd expect her, you'd be expecting a horse like Luxembourg to pull her in her place. And if anything, she was a touch unlucky not to win the race, and um, depending on what way you look at it, he showed a really good attitude, he showed he's well. Um, Look, Insinuendo could be an improver. She's only had, I think, eight or nine starts, so she that could have, you know, that could have represented a borderline career best, even though she was a former Group Two winner. So I suppose it's—I'll probably say this a few times tonight because it's in a few of my arguments. But it's if you're a glass half empty or a glass half full type of person, he's gone and won his race. He's going to improve for it. He's going to have to really improve for it if he wants to win a Champion Stakes or an Arc. But he's entitled to take his chance. He's a horse learning on the job. He's bred to improve with age and time and distance. Um, I wouldn't be taking five to one for an Irish champion stakes, but I wouldn't be begrudging him or I wouldn't be throwing every single stone in the book at him, if that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, I'd be somewhere kind of in the middle, but I'm happy that he's back. See anything you want to say on Luxembourg's performance at the weekend? He's on mute me. You mute me. You mute him, I think. Yeah. Okay. I know what I'm doing. Uh, you know what I'm doing. I didn't see the race, but you'd expect him to come on a bundle and. Just for a line through native trail, you, I, I suppose five to one, you say it's not value, but it's probably about the right sort of price, depending on what Vadini's going to do. And I suppose Vadini was, what, two next in front of native trail at Sandan. So and you expect Luxembourg to come on a bit. I was a bit, I was calling him slow before the Guineas, but what he'd done mid race to be stone last and then to be challenging. It was a touch of in the Guineas. He's yeah, got a hell of a lot of speed. I was completely wrong because. I just read the racing post trophy wrongly. I just thought it was a bit of a plodding race, but he missed a kick. Mm. He was last after a furlong, and he was he was nearly leading, wasn't he? A furlong and a half out. Mm. But um, yeah, I'd expect him to improve a bundle. Aiden might go easy with him this year. It, it, like he's missed the best part of the season, has he? So no, I think he's confirmed. He goes to Leopardstown and then Longchamp. Doesn't yeah, he? but yeah. I don't think they'll knock the the out of him. I don't think they'll knock the out of him this year. Um, yeah. What was the horse the other year that had the same sort of profile and run a blind and behind minding? It didn't really materialise at four, but he was second at Royal Ascot last year. I can't forget the name. But, um, I think next year will be his year anyway. Yeah. Next year behind second. minding. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the horse you're thinking of. Yeah. It, yeah, look, I'll find it. Go on, carry on. Mate. Anything from you, Deck? You know, it's looking like it, it could be a really, really hot Irish champion stage. Like the, um, the, the Eclipse winner is going to go. Vidani, um, Vidani, yeah. You got our French horse. What's his name? Ernesto. Yeah. He's coming over too, is he? Apparently, he's yeah, apparently he's coming. Um, 
had a couple of the jabs in there. Like it, it's going to be a really, really hot race. I'm not yet convinced by him, um, but he's entitled to improve. The injury wasn't that bad, but I, I didn't see him. I don't know if he was fat. Um, if Aiden reckons he's going to come on for the run, he'd have to take his word for it. Um, but he'd want it, I think. And I'm a big, big fan of Insinuendo, but, you know, and he's right before as well. She is um, fairly lightly raced, and she probably still is improving, but I don't think at a rate of knots. Um, so, look, he did win the race. He probably showed um, some decent qualities to win the race, you know, some really, really likeable qualities to win the race. So if he does come on for, for it, who knows? But um, I actually thought he was outpacing. I, I don't know, like he's not a miler in my opinion, um, mm. that was going to suit him, and, and maybe stepping up again could suit. Uh, we've seen the Irish champion stakes has been, uh, like it's I don't it's 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 consistently in the top five in the world. So I don't want to call it a nice trial for the arc, but an awful mm. lot of winners of the arc running the race and get beaten. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's had a nice, nice time. So it's the obvious race to run in. Um, and it's probably is it worth a million again this year, Andy? Yeah, five. I just checked there, five hundred and seventy thousand to the winner. But no, you are right. Like, what? You've got see the stars, obviously. Uh, Golden Horn found Sotsas. Um, Volgeist, I think, ran in the Irish champion, got beaten. It. Um. I'm not sure if that was the I same was year that he won it. Like it is. Armory. Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovely horse. He never really went on to this in Australia, but he, he had a similar sort of profile. He's a good mm. two year old. It was the race, thing. Armory. When he won the Magical and Gaeth, but he actually finished in front of uh, Success. No, yeah, we were all over him that day, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus. Sorry. Yeah, look, he, he, look he, he'd want to improve. If Aiden reckons. He is going to improve, and he's entitled to just run well again. Um, in the Irish Champions Stakes, he he wouldn't be a fancy mind for the arc at the moment. If he came out of the Irish Champions Stakes, well, you know, staying on, you know, it's going to be a hot race. You'd, you'd have to give him a chance in the arc. Thanks very much, Deck. Like this is a horse they kind of need to win. A group one. Oh, they absolutely yeah. Won, Outside of juvenile mm. company was the arc. Look, it's the only one you want to win, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. as Johnny Morton said today, like it's it's the best. It is the best race in the world. Like it's the race everyone wants to to win, and and that's why Boyd should be going there. They shouldn't be even if he fucking if he gets the trip, even if he's beaten, he should be going there. Everyone should be trying to take a chance in that race. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Thanks very much, lads. Um, that's a royal rip whip covered, but uh, I'm going to use my French now. The Jack Lamarwa. Lauren be yeah. turning in her. Uh, she's I'm not Jack, she's dead. Actually, she's in the Jack comments. Actually, look at in the background. She says, "I was going to say Lauren be turning in her grave." What she is actually in the background, so I'm going to get it in the net now. Don't worry, Lauren mm. will be here on Thursday for all you French pronunciation people. She'll be here on Thursday. Mm. Um, Inspiral and the Tory teamed up again to Group One Glory. I mean, we were talking just before about Inspiral, but there was one who obviously finished behind. Who you want to maybe touch on Andy again? Yeah, the fascinating story of Caribus. Um, this was a really weird race. Uh, the Jap horse and State of Rest set what you'd probably call an irresponsible gallop, and they both paid for it pretty dearly. Um, 
Frankie Notori and William Buick opted to hold their mounts up out of the gates with Caribus and Inspiral respectively. Um, Caribus ended up going centre track um, and, and Spiral got kind of a, a split up the middle. And it, it suited Inspiral, but she was good enough to, you know, she was good enough and brave enough to go and win the race. And um, Steve did mention that they did kind of fan out like washing, and he probably will mention that. And that, that is a valid point. And maybe Caribus was on the wrong part of the track. I personally just think he wants very quick ground over a mile. And I'm, I'd wonder maybe if a mile on soft ground, either A, didn't like the ground, or B, was a stamina found out. And I know it's a weird thing to say, but he came there, you know, he came there pretty menacingly and he didn't find a whole lot. Now, I would probably put it down to the ground, but I wouldn't be overly surprised if, you know, maybe the maybe the trip found him out as well. Um, but when you think of the St. James Palace, that makes perfect sense because he was old yeah. for dear life. And he, he was, was. bridal apart from probably Magaloom. Hmm, they crawled in that as well. It's a weird, maybe he doesn't, yeah, you know, he, maybe he's just one of these horses that just has one burst, you know. Um, if he sails kind of like, bravery, he might have won the race, uh, Scott. Yeah. Um, oh, we won't get into it. <laughs> won't get into that um yeah no it's a it's an interesting race the second deserves a lot of credit as well david simcox horse uh light infantry. The guys. light infantry yeah uh son of fast company absolute soft ground lovers all of them yeah. um the hill last year on soft didn't he, he did like yeah really impressive and he's a really nice horse he's he's going to be one now next year that i think could could take very high ranking if he doesn't stay down in australia uh connections are going down to australia to target him at a race um, can't remember the name of the race <laughs> off the top of my head. I think it's in Victoria somewhere, uh, or not Victoria. That's that's South Africa, isn't it? Oh my god, I'm my geography's gone all over the place there. Um, no, maybe not. Anyway, look, forget my awful geography. Uh, they're going down to um Australia to target a, a, a big pot, and they're going to come back as a four-year-old, and and I, I'd be very excited to see him in spiral. I think she she's going to be even better at 10 furlongs i'd love to see her in the irish champion stakes but i don't even think she's entered um no. i know her stable mate nashua is and she's one that should absolutely run in it as well but um yeah look look it's a great result three-year-old three-year-old winning is, is always good it's always you know makes you excited for next year um caribus it's he is he's, he's a head scratcher for me and i think he's a type of horse that you will get value on next time out if conditions are right Deck, anything you want to add on in Sparrow's performance? Uh, yeah, look, I just don't know what. You know, it was probably a badly needed win for the three-year-olds, but yeah, the form is doing and out really. It's it's not very consistent, but look, she she done a well just on Caribas, like the trainer did say, um, that they'll probably drop back to seven. Mm. You know, which and and, and go to the four eight, <laughs> like which is. You know, it's sad, isn't it? You'd rather see him in the Breeders' Cup mile or something, wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Alexis, yeah. Alexis yeah. like that. Yeah. Plenty of sprinters yeah. tried it. But. Yeah, mm. like I, I thought, I thought he cruised into it. Like watching the race, I thought, oh, here we go. He's gonna absolutely smash them up here, and just found nothing. Found exactly. absolutely yeah. nothing. I think Andy, Andy's covered it quite well there. Um, yeah, I, I'm just. I don't really know what to make it a three of those. You know, it's hard, isn't it? They could, <laughs> it's yeah, difficult. They, they could possibly show, you know, flashes of brilliance, but they can't just put it together all the time. You know, we we seen in spoiler beating the last day, 
and and think that the horse she beat the horse who beat her was in that race, wasn't she? Prosperous voyage. Um yeah, she was, yeah, prosperous voyage. Yeah, yeah she's down know, the, the form's yeah. just go in and out. It's they're they're like very inconsistent. Um, There's the arguments we made that she wasn't even in the form of her ascot wing because she was breathtaking at ascot. And I thought for, for I thought for a split second last week that she was the first beat. Frankie sort of got after her, nothing seemed to be happening. That that did happen a little bit at ascot before she sort of flew, but yeah, maybe so that little energy. You know, I always say that new market, like yeah. she ran like a pig there, but <laughs> maybe she just needs to be asked to go and do her job. Um, she could be just a know. good old fashioned manual, you know. You can't just go cover. from. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, just go yeah, from yeah. first gear yeah, to fifth gear. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, I think we've covered that well. Thanks very much, lads. Inspire on the tour. Yes, getting back to that group one, Gloria. And um, we have got four races that we're going to cover from York this week for you. We're going to go two races on Wednesday, two races on Thursday, and we're going to start with the Great Voltager Stakes, uh, which is. Um, at three o'clock tomorrow at York. Uh, not much rain around at the minute, although they are due a few showers tonight. So that might, you know, have implications on your betting purposes this week. Uh, but let's have a look at this one. I have done a nice ticker here for all the betting going across here. Ooh, look at that. Beautiful. All the runners. That's because there's only six of them. Uh, Secret Smiles at the top there, two to one. A Cal is 11 to four. Dover Legend, seven to two with Walk of Stars, 11 to two. And then El Bodigon, who I remember uh, talking about right at the beginning of the season, is at 14th with Grand, Grand Alliance at 33 to 1. Now, just before Chris, we can I just on... stop you there for a sec? Yeah. Mm. I hope you stop compliment me. and appreciate your wife as much as you appreciate that ticker that runs along the bottom of the screen. <laughs> really. uh, I don't actually know. I should do it more. <laughs> uh, she's probably listening in the background now, watching or something like that. And she's going to, she'll probably kill me now. I'll get you in the doghouse. Hey, wait till you get to the bigger races later. I've literally not gone, not done them all. I've done some bars and some bars. Tonight. Disrespected oh. the ticker. Disrespected the ticker. Uh, great voltage yet. Um, Stephen. Yes, yeah, trappy little heat. This, um, I'm wondering whether we've got a false favorite. I don't know. Like, he's, he's, he's obviously progressive. He's won four on the spin. He's won competitive handicaps at Goodwood and Ascot, but now he's stepping into the group company for the first time. He's starting to meet horses that have actually gone and done it in group in group races. Some of them are a bit iffy, their forms are a bit in and out, but he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to run a career best to win this, I feel. Um there's loads of ifs and buts with what what stable have got what and whether they've got like a marker. Obviously, New London's a favourite for the legendaire on the back of his uh, Golden Stakes win. He only won an handicap at the July meeting, but he was he was a long on shot shot the big change of the guard at Chester. So they've always he's always been held in high regard. Um Walker Stars and also I was really keen on earlier in the year. I sort of I put him up as an outside in a derby, didn't really run his race, but he was second at Chester behind um sorry, behind Linkford behind the United Nations, who's gone missing a little bit of late. Um he then he then had a long layoff. He got gelded and he made his made his comeback in the Bahrain trophy where he travelled really well. Um it's a bit of a battle of a race. Al Cream set a bit of a stop-start pace. Um, Doville Legend won the race. He got the rail, which is for me is a real advantage in the July course. If you're out in the middle of the track, you can sometimes get a bit lonely. They was all three of them were quite close, but he was in the middle of the track. Walker Stars. It was his first run after a Gelden operation, so I do expect him to improve a bit. Um, obviously, Buick's had the choice, so he's gone with a. I'm, a, I'm guessing Buick's had the choice anyway, so I'm guessing he's gone with the one that's got the form in the book. 
I just think nine to four is pretty skinny. Um, David Legend chased down New London. So New London's a nine to four shot for Doncaster. David Legend's one at Newmarket. He's chased down the favourite. He's, he's a strong traveller as well. He's a sort of horse where he'll probably be quite short in running. Um, I was just reading Tom to girlfriend before we come on about Al Cal. I know Andy's really, I just pronounce it Al Cal. Al Cal, yeah. Um, I went Al Cal. Okay, fair enough. I'll stand correct. Bloody hell, I've got pronunciation right. I don't believe it. Oh, look, I get the gender of the horse right. You get the pronunciation. I think it was late on one shot earlier in the week, and a lot of boys were talking about it, so I'm not going to take too much of their funding because they're keen, but um. Tom Tegall was saying that he ran at Ascot. He went off at 21 in his Group 3 race was probably a bit of an afterthought because they weren't sure what to expect. But on pedigree, he was always going to improve being steps up and he should improve again steps up. The, I think from what Tom was saying, the reason he ran in the, in the Ascot race was one of the partners, they sort of wanted a day hat, can you believe? And um, Wow. Well, how true that is, I don't know. That's, that's what he says. He went, it was part of the partners. It was part of a, just to get a bit of a, get, get a day out and, Get him in a big race, and and obviously that's that's why it wasn't. He was staying last, but when running over the bet, running over a proper trip, he um he bowled up the twenty one, and it, I'm not sure it was a fluke either. It was good horses in behind, wasn't there? Um, Max Winnie, Duke De Caesar probably hasn't probably hasn't done what a lot of us expected. I know he was in a lot of a uh, lot of shortlist for classics, but he has he's probably won run quite a lot for a talent world. Also, five or six runs this year, which is really unheard of, but. Um, <laughs> Don't <laughs> he wants to put a tip on. He doesn't. He, he doesn't like you slagging Jupiter Caesar, Steve. He literally said, "Hey, Cali." He went, "Hey," and there was about to say, "If you use Pisper Deal as a guide or Stone Age, Jupiter Caesar has been quite closely matched with, with them horses all year, and this horse absolutely put them to bed, didn't he? With, mm. Uh, mm. with relative ease. So, well, Stone Age did slap. Duke to say is it around, didn't he? Uh, I think yeah. Well, yeah. I've said earlier in the year, didn't I, boys? I really thought he'd be a ledger because there was another horse in the same yard called Hafit, which is another mm, yeah. Dubai where he's not been seen since the Queen's Vase. Well, I was saying once he gets stepped up in trivia, he'll get better. But I feel like I should stick with Walker Star because I think he'll improve because that was his first round back in the Bahrain Trophy um, mm. after the Linkfield Derby show and, and after being gelded. And Zachariah, who was fourth, has gone bolted up again on Saturday. So the form's got a little bit of substance to it. So I'm going to go against the lads because I don't want to take their funder. I'm, I'm going to go with Walker Stars, Chris, because I think there's still plenty of improvement coming in. Yeah. And I'm just wondering whether any knackers chopped off is probably going to help him. Mm, yeah, <laughs> sure it will not. Uh, yeah, thanks, Nate. Uh, give a big shout-out to some of these uh, viewers who are watching us now. Stephen Robinson, John Oster, Jim Geezer. TK, the man, man, TK, Tony Kenny is watching us. All right, there, Tony, and let's have a look at people in the chat here. James uh, is watching us. Paul Smith, Lauren's there, Andy King. Thanks all for watching. Uh, yeah, keep sharing, keep doing everything you can. Uh, well, let's come to Declan next on this great Voltage. Voltage. Yeah, look, I, I think um, Secret State is a week my favourite as well. The years unbeaten since his debut, and he did give way to Dolby a legend. Gave him four pound, but it's it's really hard to say. Like I suppose, back to the, back to the three year olds, it's hard to argue. A lot of the form is strong, but for him, like he's, I think it's for the favourite here. It's particularly hard to, to argue that the the form is strong. Um, and like you know, it's all a legend. His form ties in with him. He was second to New London at Cudworth. Um, 
oh, look, he, he wouldn't be for me. Walk of Stars, just on Walk of Stars. Like, he's not held too far by um, Dogville Legend. Where is your big nations? Well, what, sorry? Know, I think, actually, yeah, he may Yeah, that's what I just said. Back. He's not been seen since Lingfield, has he? Yeah. So like, I, I, I talked him right. up for the... Uh, for the um, was it the King Edward at Royal Ascot? When you a few of you lads like to walk a stars for the Derby, I was like, if you like him, you should back this lad for Ascot. He was taken out of the Derby at the time. He must have had a setback. Sure. Didn't they, well, Newfoundland yeah. they number one in the King Edward the seven foot. Yeah, they won it anyway. No, not Newfoundland. They won it with um, the horse deck likes changing the guard. Oh, of course, yeah. Hmm. I thought, um, yeah, look, just in the United Nations, like I just thought, you know. He wasn't ever balanced at um, Epsom in the trial, and he was still staying on. Um, mm. And I thought he was quite impressive at Lingfield. And you know, hopefully he's all right, and we see him again because he could be, he could be, you know, one of the better three-year-olds at this stage. Like you know, um, know yeah. like he, he really could be. And um, we don't know who could he could be. I thought he was quite good at Lingfield. Um, mm. But Walker Stars w- wouldn't be for me here. El Bodegon. Like he was seventh here in the Dante, he's been torn. He wants the, the, the Evans to open though, won't he, Jack? Yeah, yeah. Well, we I think we discussed that back in um, <coughs> when's, when's the Dante meeting in yeah. April, May, is it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. we, we discussed that. that. Like, it's clear his best form is in France. Like, he was he was second in the Jockey Club, he was torn the Grand Prix, the, the parade. Um, I, I just couldn't have him here. Um, I think Grand Alliance will let run his odds. Like his best form was the second to changing up the guard. Uh, and I forgive I forgive the Derby run. You can always I know he's ran well at Epsom, but um you can always forgive a run at Epsom, I think. Well, you know, definitely. Like it's it's such a difficult track to handle all the time. And I'd always forgive a run at Fudwood too. I think he could be overpriced here. He definitely outrun his odds. But look, maybe Akal is is you know, he's a Galileo. He stepped up to 10 furlongs for the first time and he was really, really impressive. Um, he did receive weight that day, but, you know, being a Galileo, stepping up, you know, in distance again here, who knows, maybe he could be an our course. Like, you do need to stay pretty well. You need to stay really, really well in an arc. You obviously have to have the gears to, to go with them and travel through the race. But, um, Look, he, he looks like he could be anything on that performance at the core. I thought he was he was really, really impressive. Um, and he's, you know, looking, how many times have we seen these Galileos improve for age and trip? Mm. Uh, the price is, what, the price probably completely gone now. What is he? Where hey, is he getting 72? He's hardly 72 now. It's 11, 11 to 4 now, since I put that up. I put that but up this I morning, thought, actually. I'll just say Milan, Milan was the last Aiden Voltage winner to win the ledger in 2001. Yeah. If he won this impressively, would you, well, he probably will go to Doncaster and, and win it and then go to. Did you know, Idaho fall in the ledger because he won the Voltage? Something happened, didn't it? Idaho got. Idaho got um, oh, did he? Yeah, he unseeded in the ledger, didn't well, he? Some, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he, he took a false step or something, didn't he? Yeah. That was very young. He was favourite, wasn't he? Yeah, because he, he was the last one to win the Voltage for Aiden 2000. I, th- I think I backed Houses of Parliament in that. And then he ended up over sticks. <laughs> anyway, going back a while. Yeah, look, if he won this impressively, you know, he, he could be an art 
really. Mm. We just don't know mm. how good he could be. You know, he stepped up um, from from eight to ten and done all he could. He, he did receive weight, but he, he won pretty well. And you can pick fouls in the horses in behind, but he he did he done all he could do, and he done it impressively. And he's stepping up and trip here again. So who knows how much more improvement is there? And um, I, I think he's a good thing here because the rest of them, he's the one with the most potential. Definitely, he's the most exciting. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I do think down the Lions could outrun us out. Yeah. Thanks very much. I will come to Andy last. Yeah, I'm just gonna echo Deck really. I I really fancied Ical. Um, we had him between us, I think, Chris, in the in the uh, international at the Curra, the international stakes, not the internet uh, Month International. Um, yeah. and I and look, I, I, he's probably he's, he's still a bit to find on the ratings 111, so I can understand where they're coming here and not to the um to the race a few minutes later in, in the Month. But um, yeah, he just he looked quick though at the Curra, you know, like he he put them to bed. He raced prominently. One four and a half lengths. Um, again, as I was referring to being glass half full, glass half empty, that's kind of how you'd really look at his form. Like Jupiter Suiza has not really gone on this year. He's kind of struggled, but Rumbles of Thunder was third and she won the uh, Monster Oaks, I think, last week. So the form is, it depends on where you want to look at it, but the way I look at it is he's beaten a group three, a subsequent group three winner by four and a half lengths, um, which is, is pretty reliable enough form. Like he's, he's done it very easily. I was wondering now about 12 furlongs. I don't see it being an issue, but he didn't really strike me as a horse that needed to step up and trip. But I suppose it's the way the cookies kind of crumbled here. If if he won this impressively, which I really hope he does, I would rather see him take a dart or, or see Connections take a dart at the Irish Champion Stakes because he is in that 25 to 1. And he didn't strike me as a slow horse at the Curra. And if he's going the right way, if you take out his James's Palace run, which I think someone, I think with you, Dex, saying that they, they went for the crack, was a connections no, once and have a party. Or, they yeah, they wanted to have a party. So they so there was a spare spot in the boat and they used that as a piece of work. Um, but if you take that out, he's right. RPR behind Caribus in the Royal Lodge of 104. Then an RPR of 108 in a group one beating a length and three quarters by Angel Blue. Um, obviously had a slight setback to start the season. So you take out his run in the James's Palace, and then that 108 goes to a 116 at the Curra. So it's just a horse that's clearly going in the right direction. Um you've got your fastnet rock mare and diamond fields who ran in the same colours for for, for uh, either Tommy or Fuzzy Stack was either as Tommy's last season or Fuzzy's first season, but she was a very quick mare, but Galileo had a quick mare's tends to go very well. Uh, it's a really reliable cross. Um, Fastnet Rock, obviously, continuing the Dane Hill tradition as well on the dance side. It's it's really, really reliable. I, I would be fairly confident that this could end up being Aiden's best three-year-old at the end of the season. Um, and that would include Luxembourg, and it would include changing the guard, um, and possibly even United Nations if he comes back. In, and Stone Age, so I I would be really yeah. confident here. I think he's the most exciting horse. If you gave me a match bet between the two horses in uh, the Godolphin Silks, I would agree with Steve on Walk of Stars. Um, but I think they'd be fighting for second place. Just a little question: Do you do you think that maybe Acal could make into a St Ledger horse? Um, I think he's like yeah, I suppose. Like why not? It's a classic. 
Um, mm. And you shouldn't be painting a classic with the brushes of, you know, you don't want him to see him going over that trip because it just means he's going to be covering national hunting hours in a few years or, you know, um, look, he absolutely could, but he didn't strike me as a slow horse last time out. Um, and I know you don't like slow horses don't win a ledger. You still have to have, a, have gears to you. Um, sure, Stradivarius couldn't win a ledger. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> he was beaten by an Irish Derby winner. So we'll look, we'll leave that there. Um, look, you need to be quick, obviously, to win a ledger. But I think I call if he does what I think he's going to do here in the in the um, Voltager, I don't think he'd be out of place in a race like the Irish Champion Stakes. I think he like I'm not saying he go and win it. But he'd be well worth a spot in the lineup. I think he could absolutely come back and trip or go for the arc or go for the pre Neil, uh, the trial, um, on arc weekend. There's there's loads of options for him. Um, but no, for me, I'd, I'd, um, I'd be confident with him here. And I think I'd rather see him come back and trip. But if they wanted to go up and trip, I, I could see that as well. Yeah. Thanks very much, lads. Uh, so selections for that race A Cal for Declan and Andy and Steve, yours was? Oh, Walker Stars, I'm going to stick with. Your beer sort of improved as the year went on last year. And I'm wondering where he might be a similar type. Mm. I did win last year where you be at. Um, next race we're going to come to is the Judmont International, um, which sees a very, very short price favourite. Uh, I don't even need to mention the horse's name. It's one that's been on the tip of everybody's tongue this week because we are all very interested in seeing this horse stepping up in trip. I mean, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, really? Um this week, boys, are we going to ruffle some feathers here, Deck? Um, I think, like we had the poll up on um on our Twitter page about how do you get him beaten? You know, Alan Kerr coming out is is like if if it's an honest pace, and he's the best horse in the race, and it looks like he'll stay, it looks like he get further, he should win. But sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are, you know, when there's no pace on it, it, it really it gets good horses beat. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, what we see, Ryan Moore is so good that Aidan O'Brien actually doesn't run many pacemakers anymore. He let Aidan Ryan do it all. You know, he, how many times have we seen Ryan do it from the front? Like, um, he nearly he nearly stole the uh, the Tattersall's Gold Cup on high definition. Now, by the way, is a horse who we have given awful abuse, absolute <laughs> awful abuse. Like we used to say, this horse wanted a, a straight six miles, but you know um, they've used him well this season, and 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 they've used Ryan's skill and his genius to get the best out of him. You know, we we seen um, do you remember the Royal and Highland Rail like that? He, he's so good from the front. He's just he's just such a good jockey, such a good judge of pace. Um, and I, I think he's going to give him a, a real stop-start ride here. And that could just cause absolute havoc for them all. Because we look, I think he'll stay. Personally, if I was riding by it, I'd ride him like the best horse in the race who's going to get a mile and a half. And I just ignore high definition. Mm. But is that is anyone like you, you do that on Mishrip as well? And Mishrip stays like Mishrip is like just short of getting just short of getting the mile and a half at the very, very top level, you know, in the really, really top races. He's just short of seeing out the trip, so he's gonna get the trip well. 
you know, night of trial. I'm not sure he quite got home at Sandown. Um, and the boy honor, well, he's always been held up, hasn't he? Like so, mm-hmm. will they will they set the pace on him? Could they send him forward and and sacrifice him? Um, Is there a chance he doesn't run? Is he is he a bit of a soft ground merchant? That's Scott's his race, isn't it? He's going to bid another day, isn't he? He's going to bunch soft around there. Yeah, but could he be sacrificed here? Go and make the run and decent fraction. Surprising his best chance of Shadwell haven't put one in just to just to ensure something. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe like why have they I don't think any of them are really gonna have the balls to do just it. Trying to think back to the um, coronation cup. Did did high definition have did they try and make the running room or did he not even have the pace to get to pile driver and hook? No, pile driver and hook and went forward, didn't they? Yeah. No. Did Ryan try so, and go with him? Yeah. Or? If, if Ryan, if Ryan gets to the front, they let him do what he wants. The, go, even the best of horses, they don't always pick up off a slow pace. And especially if if he starts the ball, if he starts to get wound up, um, you know, he could be be here. Now I hope he wins and he wins well. But if, if you know, you could see high definition finishing in the fourth two with that sort of ride and. Mm. You know, they're not picking up off the pace. Some of them have wasted a lot of energy pulling for their head. It is a very intriguing race. I'd love to see a good, honest pace and, and see a really, really good horse and I'm going to win it well and go for the arc. Like, I can't believe they're fucking him and Han about going for that. If they think he's that good, if they're coming here, you know, with, with his breeding and they're talking about him like the best horse in the world, why would you not be going to the best? race in the world I, I can't believe there like you go there you may only had a show last night like you go there and even if you lose probably does your breeding no harm in, you know this day and age I couldn't help matter yeah, yeah. Well, yeah you, you think know, of dancing brave like he done everything didn't he Guineas Eclipse Derby uh, King George Ark uh, and then went to America <laughs> do you know what I mean it's... Like, but I can't understand why you'd avoid if you're going to avoid it, the arc like, yeah. I, I can't understand why People don't want. I don't fucking anything. John Ox was determined not to send Cedar Stars to America. Well, he didn't. He didn't have anything else to prove, but he probably would have won that as well. He said he was trying to say he was over the top by then, but I think he still would have won out there. But well, it can be such a hard place to go because you're you're taking on horses on drugs as well. You know, <laughs> even, <laughs> yeah. even even no, there's legal drugs over there. Like you know, the you're going into yeah. a different world when you go over there and you're hitting ground you've never encountered before and you're fucking on a dog track that's what's so difficult about going over there the horses in this mm. part of the world are probably much better but they have to go and and take them on you Put know with their drugs their dog track <laughs> and their ground it's very it is a very very difficult task but i just i can't wait to watch this race and see what happens they're absolutely brain dead they're brain dead that they let ryan Moore go to the front and dictate the pace and put the brakes on and then wind it up and then they stack them up again and, and try kick, you know. Mm. That could be the beating of really good horses. And there is really good horses here. Well, I think it's between, it was an honest pace, I think it's between Bayed and Mishif. Um, and I, well, I'd love Bayed to go and do it. Mishif has been there and done that. And I think Bayed is, is very, very short. Like he's far to mm. nine, you know, going over a new trip. And I think people are being a little bit disrespectful to Mishrif. 
because he's been running over like he wasn't be far by you know what looks like the best three-year-old he looks head and shoulders above them um in Vidani. he wasn't beaten far um in the and i i just think he's been disrespected disrespected because of some form over um 12 forelands maybe but he's a big big danger here if if we get to see a decent pace which i don't i just think it could be this could be very very interesting i wouldn't be overly surprised if there was a shock and that's not to say why he's not the best horse in the race but but the lack of pace can get really really good horses beat you know i wouldn't write him off if he's beat tomorrow by a, a you know a ryan more ride um yeah. but he could be i, I think he'd still be the, he'd still be the best horse to race for me maybe between him and mission but I don't think it's as certain as the prices say. Mishush was scintillating in this last year. I thought it was a great, great performance. Um, do you? I know you said you. They, 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 they was used well in this because he stays and he took yeah. it up way out, you know, and he sort of put the race to bed and he hit the line well. That was, you know, I know Andy's given him plenty of stick, but that was an intelligent ride on yeah. the best horse in the race. Who you know stays, stays further than ten further. But will anyone have the balls to go and do it tomorrow? I don't think. I don't think Jim Crowley's going to have it on on Baid. I don't think. You see, he'll be. I think he'll be holding up to get the trip. Grandstall <laughs> doesn't need to go that as early as well. Egan went because he was travelling. He was against a lot of slows his last year. But obviously, Alan Kerr's. A, he, we're a big fan of Alan Kerr, but he. He's been crying out for a mile and a half for a while. Uh, Love wasn't the same as she was at three. Maybe she was just found out. Mahalfif was fourth last year, and he went off a he went off a five to one shot. It was just it was just a max when he was fifth. Alcohol free. It was just Mishriff was the perfect horse for the race last year. Um, it's just different this year. You've got you've got a proper a proper animal against him. Like. Go on anyway, go on, deck finish for it. You, you carry on, stay. You oh, carry on. You tell us your thoughts. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I thought long and hard about exactly what Deck said all day about high definition. As soon as he saw Alan Kerr come out, high definition can be the only pace in the race. And like you said, we have called him a lot of names over the last couple of years and probably yeah, I, I a, lot would, of it, I a lot of it in is a joke. Like, I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> I don't even know if pace is the right word. Yeah. I don't but think I he's, I don't think he's quick enough to stop start. I don't think he's quick enough to stop. Start. I think if you stop on him, he probably will stop. I don't think it's when he can go, then slow down and go again. But it's 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 a tactic which I've spoke about many races over the last couple of years on here. But I just think this is a this is a proper race. Um, and I think if he did slow it down, you got Bain and Native Trail are proper class milers, so they should have the speed to get out of that. But Arabian Queen showed that it can be done when he beat she beat Golden Horn, didn't she, three or four years ago? So. And this is a race where you do get you can get turn ups and you can get the good old struggle to win. Like I think um you think about the horses like Rip Van Winkle, Sulemani, they've like needed all of the whole the whole track to get up on the line. Like they, yeah, they can get spread out like washing. It can it can turn into a bit of a war of attrition. But um I don't know, I was talking I was thinking about Native Trail earlier. Like I I, I said I was thinking like Deck earlier when I thought he might have been a little bit short of stamina in the eclipse but then i watched it back today a couple of times and he was there to be shot at he he tracked alan kerr and baybridge and they both fell into a heap 
and uh, he found himself with Vadini and Mishriff up his ass, both on the bridle, and Buick had no option, but he tried to sit and save a little bit up his sleeve, but they were just waiting to pounce. He kicked on, and it was, in all fairness to him, he was only beating two necks. So maybe he didn't just get home, but maybe there's also the, the fact he was there to be shot at. And you just wonder whether if Buick drops him out, whether he might be the one finishing quicker than anything else. All right. Mishriff, like say, last year, the race, he was he was the only real man in the quarter horse in the race, and he, he won it rightly so. Uh, we've said it a few times, and he doesn't, I don't think he really gets a proper man last race. So I get in the stream of classic and race like that, but when you're against proper derby horses in King George's and things like that, I think it catches him out. I do still think he's probably the most, going to be the most dangerous horse towards Bay, but he's bred to get further and he should improve for it but it doesn't always mean it will happen do you know what i mean um you think of some of them wins like especially the goodwood race last year uh was it the group two or the group three just the natural speed is unbelievable like and even the sussex days last time it was like a bit like kingman wasn't it if you remember when kingman won it he used to he used to come there and he just used to just burst away in about 50 yards and put races to bed mm. And you just wonder because he's got that much speed. All, and York is a York is a proper long straight. Like if they it did, takes one who gets it. It really does. Yeah, that's, that's sometimes like the faster they go, makes it easier for the speedy also because they go too fast and he'll just they'll just come back to him. But well, see, that's quick enough a mile pace. If you're yeah, if you're quick enough, it's slow ten four long pace. Yeah, then he's not a sprinter. He's he's what we've seen from him. He's a moiler. Yeah, so he, he might he might travel too well and he might blow out gas. Yeah, exactly. It's a good point. Great. Um, yeah. but um, I hope he wins. We want to see him win, don't we? Um, yeah. I can't see him winning. I can't see him getting beat. But I can't. <sighs> Bye. It'll be the Bye will be my selection, but. Because I want to watch the racing draw, I probably would have a little saver on Native Trail because he's an eight and nine to one shot. And I think I think that's a bit too big when he was only a neck behind Mishriff in the eclipse. And I just wonder yeah, Charlie if was, and I, Charlie I think if it was the other way around with him tracking very, Native very, Yeah. He's been very, yeah, very, very uh, Chris. Oh, it's very quiet then. As me. No, no, it's not you. It is now, Andy. Go on. Oh, sorry, T. I was always wondering what was going on there. I didn't think. Uh, no, go on. I stopped talking. I just said by blessed native travel probably be a little small wager because of the price, but go on, far you know. away, mate. Oh uh, well, yeah. Well, look, you lads have covered this to the to the hilt here, so there's not a lot else I can really add. Uh, going back to the poll we put up, I think the stop start was the winner or else you don't you don't actually i think was the winner you don't get him beat you don't um, yeah oh look i should have added another thing to that poll because isn't there a case of the sniffles going around william haggis's yard so they already yes, have the excuse up and ready in case shit hits the fan with yep. one horse coming out come out um, this week yeah he had one come out with the um marwa didn't he and then um mm -hmm. what was it malu or whatever his name is uh mal jim yeah and has um, come out of this and Alan Curry, yeah. So they already have the excuse. So in a way, this is a free shot as well. Asher Jay Z had the sniffles. Um, he completed his routine scope, but look, that doesn't matter. He got it the next day. Uh, yeah, you can see it all now. Um, but look, let's hope that doesn't happen. I think he's going to win this relatively easily. Um, he should improve for the ten furlongs. It's not absolute god given certainty, obviously, but it's more likely than not. You would think. Um, 
going on past years with Mishriff, it's quite interesting again going back to RPRs um after especially after his exploits of winning that um I don't know Saudi Arabian on the beach world cup for 10 gazillion dollars whatever um every since basically since that he's been essentially trained for the Judmont International but it looks with RPRs have kind of you know significantly lowered in what he posted in this race thereafter and um, obviously winning it and then um so he won it last year and then uh, previously I think I have to double check this sorry um but, 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 but where are we gone yeah beating Alan Kerr and then uh running um he, he ran then quite well obviously in the King George so what basically what I'm saying is he hasn't run this twice that's I got uh got uh, lost it got ahead of myself there his RPR this race last year was significantly harder than his two starts in Europe and he's had his two starts in Europe this year and he's coming to it now so you would expect a season's best at the bare minimum whether it's enough to be um whether it's enough to beat by is another thing um and also you have to kind of take into account that his effort in the king george was a little bit lesser than it was la uh, in the previous year so he's probably not coming into the race in as good as form um but i still think i still think by it's going to be the hard, hard uh, it's going to be pretty hard to be here um native trail i think could run well i think he'll get the trip okay um, and then high definition, he probably, I don't, I don't think he's good enough for what Deck is saying. I don't think he'll have the ability to pull it off. It'd be very interesting if he did now, but I really don't think he will. Um, I just want to see Baye put on a show, really. Thanks very much, Andy. Uh, so we think the Baye show, but Declan, do you want to have your last say on this? Where are we going? Baye no, to win. Just to, touch on, just to touch on what Steve was saying about, you know, the, the faster horses, they don't always... It's not even if they didn't pull, they don't always pick up off a slow pace because when they win their mile races, they pick up off a fast pace or an honest pace over the mile. But if this is going to be slower than they've ever gone before, and then they're asked to go like they're not sprinters, they're they're milers. So I just I just think it's it's fascinating. And I you know I'm not like stay where I back forth and nine shots each way. And um, I hope he <laughs> goes and puts in, you know, a top performance and we all go, whoa. Um, and do you know what? I, I'd love if there was pace in the race, but I just don't think there is going to be. And at 50 to 1, you might even get bigger than that. Um, you know, it's... He was up in the van in the lockings, wasn't he? There was nothing really there to take him on. Was it one else? Yeah. Was it really real world? Of, I can't remember that far back, but... Oh look! If I was riding my in, I I fucking I might make it myself. But I'm on the best horse in the race, you know. The only one I'd actually be worried about is Mishriff. If I was making it on my in, yeah, um, they can't be, be very wary of Mishriff. I think he'll drop him yeah. out. And I think he should drop him out. If 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 there was pace on here, like I would, I still wouldn't be backing by it because I wouldn't back a fourth nine shot. I'd probably back in mm. Mishriff, even though I'd be gone. Yeah. We'd probably win this. But a fifty to one, when we we know what Ryan Moore. Can do and it's fair point manny probably you know he's not he's it's not highland rail it's high definition you know he's got not as good as highland rail so it is a more difficult task but it's going to be very very interesting if he does get to dictate the pace and i think a 50 to one looks worth a couple of euro each way 
Thanks very much, lads. Come to the end of that one now. Uh, we may as well come over to Thursday's racing now. We've got two more races that are going to come tonight, and the next one is the Lowther Stakes. Here's the betting through for the Lowther. We've got Dramatars, who's at the top of the market at uh, 11 to 10. Very short price favourite for the Lowther this year in uh, the Carl Burke runner with Danny Tuttle and Bud. Marge is 5 to 1. Matilda Picot for Kieran Cotter, who's coming over from Ireland, is 11 to 1. I know, Andy, you wanted to start with Matilda Picot. Is that right? Um, well, it's always a filly I've had a lot of time for now, but I don't think she's going to be winning this. Uh, I think the favourite's going to be awfully hard to be. I dramatised. I, I would have rather have actually seen her in the Nuntorp, to be brutally honest. I think she'd absolutely pissed the Nuntorp. Yeah, um, but look, they've gone for, I suppose, the easier option. And, um, yeah, no, it just rubs me the wrong way in a little bit because a filly like her after winning the Queen Mary has no real options to stay at five furlongs because there's no five furlong races at the top level for two-year-olds. There's none in Europe. They don't exist. Um, the top races for two-year-olds are the Norfolk, the Queen Mary, if you're obviously if you're a filly or a cult, and... There's pretty much nothing off the top of my head. There's, the, there's could be the pre Robert Papin, I think. One of there's a there's a five furlong group two in France, and then there's the Flying Childers and Donny. There's um, one of Aaron there on um, Friday of the Ago Cup. Ah, that's a that's a listed race. I think that's it. Oh, it listed? No, it's, yeah, it's listed. Sorry. It's not. It's very like there's there's nothing at Group One level basically, and it, it's a pity because a filly like Dramatized deserves compete at group one level and i don't think she should have to go up and trip for it and i know york's an easier easier trip it's an easier six furlongs than most six furlongs in, in ireland or england and uh, but still kind of defeats the purpose but at least um you know uh, like is she even carrying a penalty like she she is uh, she is she's carrying a penalty as well if uh, a three pound penalty which just doesn't make life easy it's it's very tough you win the queen mary and you find like you just automatically find life tough it's it's a very early group too, the King's stand. they can uh but it's yeah, quite rare not many do, do they? Mm, well there's the commonwealth cup now but again they, they do yeah, the three-year-olds sure do often three-year-olds have run in the in the king stand like if you have a five furlong horse you have a five furlong horse at the end of the day mm. um but obviously mm. this this is an easy six in fairness and um, Matilda Picot will blaze a trail. I, she kind of proved me wrong a little bit in the Ballyhane stakes. She did actually stay on quite well, and she was probably a touch unlucky to be on the wrong side. Um, but I think this six furlongs at York is going to really, really suit her. This is going to be her peak conditions. Like she's going to have a quick ground. She'll be able to blaze the trail again. I'd rather see her. I'd still rather see her over five. But this is going to really, really suit her, and it's going to take a good one to catch her. I'd say, um, Modge like she was all right like she was maybe a bit fortunate to hold on to that touches of cambridge um like I've, I've saw mixed reviews on whether she should have kept the race or not um maria branwell would need to improve she ran well in the queen mary but was poor in the i think it was the super sprint but dramatized could well be one of the well she is she's on what she did in the queen mary is really impressive it's one of the best two-year-old performances of the season so far they've kept her for this as I said, I would have ran her in the Nuntorp, I think, you know, with her mark of 110 and fucking five stone four on her back or whatever. Yeah. Um, she would have been, you know, they would have had to put fucking danger mouse on her or something to keep the weight down. Or, like, mm. down there's probably no jockeys. There's barely any jockeys out there that can that can actually do the weight. I know Holly Doyle is going to ride a two-year-old in the in the Nuntorp, the Platinum Queen, I think. Um, mm. But she hammered the Platinum Queen. In, in, now, 
probably didn't run a race at Royal Ascot, but mm. still the form isn't the form of the Queen Mary is pretty reliable. And do you think so? It's 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 not too yeah, bad, really. It's, it's she's well on. She was well on top of the line, though. Like what you? It's only seven one. Yeah, she's you beaten. I suppose I'm taking more of the Platinum Queen. Yeah, like the. I suppose the, the form has taken knocks here and there, but like it's. I don't think it's it's the worst form in the world. I wouldn't say it's as bad as the Norfolk. You say um, she's a Group One horse. Oh, she's absolutely a Group One horse. Mm. Um, hundred percent. Uh, but there's no group ones for her. That's the bloody problem. Except What's the, the pre-morning next weekend? Next weekend's pre-morning. What's that? Six. Is that is? What's that? Group one, group two. Yeah, it's a group one. It's over six. Um, and then it's the middle park there. over six, the Chibley Park over six. I don't like that. Your cook gets soft ground there, though. Um, oh, yeah, that's so true, that's yeah. that's the thing. And she's a fast filly. I, I'd say their their hand their backs are against the wall. I don't know why you'd want to try six furlongs with this filly unless you absolutely have to. And if you're going to try six furlongs, you may as well do it at York. Um, yeah. So I would, I think she's going to be very hard to beat. Um, Matilda Picot will want to blaze a proper trail, but if she's holding on for dear life, it'd be nice to see her finish second, but I think she's going to bump into a real star here. Stephen, anything from you for this one? <laughs> uh, not great. I've, I've, I'm glad that meditate isn't running, really. Um, I thought she would give a, I thought she would give this a real race. I was quite strong on the... Um, on the Albany, <sighs> Morge come out and won at, won at Newmarket. I was just wondering whether Morge wants another furlong already, though, which might be our undoing here. Do you know what I mean? Like, dramatise, got so much natural speed. Probably put the race to bed before Morge gets there. But Meditate would have been a different animal completely. Do you know what I mean? That looked so powerful at Ascot. Um, I think most horses that go off like that would normally fall in a hole. And But she was powering away at the end. But... Um, I don't know. They're probably thinking about the Chiefly Park, I suppose. Uh, Coolmore. I don't know. I've not read anything, but um, but yeah, I think the favourite winner too. One I did look at down the bottom. Um, it's only rated seventy four. Um, Queen Me, Kevin Ryan, Tom Eaves. Um, this is owned by Jabra Abdallah. Um, on this Jabra Abdallah with the mother of this horse was Queen Kindly. She was a Frank. She was one of the first Frankel fillies that won a group race. She won this uh, race. She won yes. this race, yeah. She's out of Dubai. We, um, Queen Me. She won a little race at Haydock on the first of July. She had a she'd been given her six weeks off, which is um interesting. But Gabriel Bella won this with Nahood, he won it with Queen's Logic, and he won it with Queen Kindly. I just think it's interesting that this is coming here. Um, race at one at Haydock, it didn't doesn't look to be much depth behind it, or nothing's really come out and done anything, but. You just wonder whether it's a lot better than what it showed on Debbie and maybe it's improved a lot, but at 20 to 1, it might be one one worth keeping an eye on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, at a dramatised Queen Mary win, there's only the seventh to come out and won uh, the Callaghan horse. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but the rest have been all been well beaten. Um, but I do think she'll be good enough to favourite Chris. Okay. I agree. Declan, where are you going, buddy? Uh, yeah, look, I. I you like Lady Hollywood, is that right? Sorry? Lady Hollywood? No. no. Yeah. Yeah, Her yeah. form was boosted yeah. by Maui Wowie on the weekend yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I do like. like well, look, of course, I wanted to say I, I wouldn't. I have given up being a dandy on, on the form of the, the Queen Mary. I think it's taken a bit of a kick in. Um, and Marge has actually beaten a few from um, the, the Queen Mary. At, 
in where because she was second in the avenue. Andy, I I was thought that like past the finish line for the Bally Hayen, so mm. and I haven't really watched the back, but Matilda Bicot, like you had mentioned a few times you didn't think she stayed strongly enough, but she right at the end of her that are there, like but did you hit the line well? I didn't think. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like she had, she kind of picked. It was kind of a weird one because she was well clear on her side, and I think she saw the others on, on the far side, and she might have gone again. Right. But I'm not sure. Like, like she was just. I, I'm not sure if she was idle or she was at the end of her tether. She, she's a hard one to understand because she. She ran like that in the early stud as well. She blazed a trail and just didn't look like she got home. And then she did it a nice before that as well when she was just too keen. Um, she was heavily eased down to win her maiden. She's just looked like a proper five furlong filly all day to me, personally. Um, and I look, the Ballyhame was kind of, you know, was she just the best by a mile on her side? And that's why she was able to pick up again. It's, it, those sales races, sure you know yourself. They're kind of yeah. hard to they're kind of hard to assess. Yeah, it was a big cavalry charge. Like the size mm. of the field, it's you need a lot of luck in them as well at times. Um, yeah, I I just thought on the day she done well to hang on to keep the second. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. I don't agree with that. But uh, yeah, it would be Lady Hollywood for me. Like I know she's stepping up and trip. Um, she she beat Maui Wowie, and that was Maui Wowie's only defeat. And Maui Wowie has been impressive. Um, she was impressive mm. on debut. Um, a little body told us that Jerry Lyons reckoned it was um the fastest horse he's ever trained. Wow! And you know that that's a decent enough statement. Um, that look, and very why we followed up again the weekend. Like that farm could be anything if she says gets the trip. There's nothing mm. to suggest she won't get the trip. She just has to go and prove it. Like she's won, she's won really well over five four lines, and um, if she gets it, I think. I just think there's holes to be picked in that Queen Mary form. And um Jamatoy's be too sharp for me. I I like Lady Hollywood here. Excellent. So Declan's on Lady Hollywood. Yourself, Declan uh, sorry, Andy. I won't be having a bet in this race, Chris, because I think the favourite's gonna be very hard to be and it's just not my style. I think she, I think she's priced accordingly. Um so I, I'm just gonna watch it and just hope we see a star, but I'm kind of watching it in spite because I'd rather see her in the non-thorpe. I would have really fancied her for the non-thorpe. Yeah. Uh, Steve? Selection? I think the favourite will win, Chris. But yeah, keep an eye on that Queen May. Kevin Ryan's one at the bottom. Cheers, buddy. Uh, last race we're going to cover this week is the Darley Yorkshire Oaks. So I will put up a couple of comments before we uh, go into this race because Turlow mentioned a couple of well, probably about half an hour ago now. He's put if the art one is running in York this week, it'll be in the Orcs. Coco is the best older filly in York and will improve for the extra two furlongs, according to Paddy Tume. A current 61 won't be around on Thursday afternoon if she hailed from Ballydoyle. And there's a lot more to read from that. If she hailed from Ballydoyle, she'd be a lot shorter. Um, what do we make of that, Andy? Because this is. A pretty much a cracking race this with Alpanista in there at the top of the market, Magical Lagoon, who's been, you know, improving so much in the last few weeks. She only does the bare minimum, though, doesn't she, Magical Lagoon at nine to two? Tuesday's got to bounce back yeah. with Pete Coco's there at six to one. And it is a good race. This. I mean, Lilac Road was inconvenienced last time, you know, when she was third to Nashua. You know, she's not out of it. Um, it's a good race, really, isn't it? 
I don't know if Lilac Road won this. I'd be taking the, <laughs> I take the four and be straight in the bin. <laughs> we could forget about them. Um, you know, but no, look, I, yeah. Well, I love a double rum and coke, but I've no, I, I don't have the mixer. So. <laughs> um, look, I think, um, yeah, no, that that comment about Labatee Cocoa is is quite is is accurate enough. I'm, I'm sure, I'm not sure she'd be six to four if Aiden had her now, but she would probably be considerably shorter and maybe it's this whole thing coming out that the ground is going to be too quick for but she did win at Blanford Stakes on lively enough ground beating Love and Thundering Knights who were two group one winners that season and so I wouldn't be absolutely convinced that she needs it soft and I've saw similar about Alpinista and again look she's won on soft doesn't mean she needs it and I think it's just kind of lazy to pigeonhole them as kind of mud lovers um, until we or we totally see otherwise like you can label horses mud lovers when they you know when they do it in the mud and they can't do it on quick ground like mm. you know mcsweeney's probably a mud lover um yes yeah, like, yeah exactly you just need a specialist a dave who obviously has issues with his legs as well or, or you know he's, he's he can't go on very quick ground there is horses that just love there's a horse that just you know, sometimes they need it just because of because of their physical nature sometimes they you know run on quick ground you'll get jarred up and injured but i think it's kind of lazy to pigeonhole horses if if they if they perform on soft ground as soft ground lovers and um, yeah i don't want to sound like an arsehole but when people say they always oh, started the fan club with this horse i think we were here pretty early for lapati coco like she was a pretty yeah. very very smart in the monster oak she's done absolutely nothing wrong um she showed a lot of guts to win the pretty Polly when very, very unfancied in the market. They couldn't give her away. I think she returned nine to one or something or eight to one. Um, she beat a smart enough fields. The form is in and out, but there's a lot of form that's kind of in and out in this field. Alpinista, um, she's done all her winning in France and Germany at the highest level. It was definitely a career best last time out after the yard. Notoriously had a virus and started slow. Um, she didn't really show any repercussions of that and she was brilliant um and she is probably rightful favor here magical lagoon is the type of like if magical lagoon was a person she'd be going out into the club and just looking for people to start fights with because she just loves getting <laughs> knuckling down and in a scrap you yeah. know she she will be like she'll she'll probably be any horse in training a short head like she's that type of horse she's kind of like your giant mm. causeway or your you know, she was just she likes company. Was the tragic job be her? Um, ooh, no, it was the other one. It was the other one we like. Um, how have I forgotten her name? Concert Hall. Uh, Concert Hall, yeah. Concert Hall done her in the yeah. salsa. Um, on literally on the nod, and it was it was essentially a coin flip. She just loves company, um, and you could kind of see it in the in the um, at Royal Ascot. You know, the, like. She, she got challenged and got she had she got actually got headed and fought back um and you could argue the runner up that day kind of threw the raceway by hanging and then she did it again the Irish Oak she was just absolutely nothing in front and then uh Ty came to her and she's like oh there you are you're, you're not getting by me and she just literally ran making sure she was almost almost making sure that Ty was ahead behind it's almost disrespectful in a way it's like yeah you're so close but you're not getting ahead of me um it's going to be a new challenge here but she's well worth her shot in this lineup. I think she's very harshly treated by the media on what she's done. Like she's a group one winner. Okay. Granted, it wasn't the strongest group one in the world, but 
you know, she only does what she has to do. And and the funny thing about that is we just never know how good those horses could actually be. Um, like she could be a 120 horse. We just don't know because she only does enough and she's still progressing. Um, so if you want to just take that line of view, she probably is actually the value here. And um, Tuesday, I would imagine, is going to need this run after a very, very busy start uh, for first half of her campaign. Uh, she's been ruthlessly campaigned. And if you forgive the Irish Derby, she is probably a little bit, I don't know if I'd say overpriced because I'm almost certain she's had a mid-season break and I would imagine that races like the Vermeer or the Breeders' Cup turf or maybe even the Arc, you never know, could be uh, targets. And look, if you if you, if you wanted to be backing her for those races, you should probably argue that she's going to want to be winning this, but you never know with Aiden's horses. They can just come up, come up leaps and bounds. Lydic Road, Reclette and Poptronic, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about them. I think they're just not going to be good enough at, on, to the, on this day. But I, I will I will stick with Lapetite Coco because I do think she's exceptional. Um, I want to see her in the arc. I think she's every bit good enough. Again, she's another one that we just don't know how good she is. Um, ten furlongs, twelve furlongs, it doesn't matter. I think she's just as good at both trips. Um, yeah, I I just really really like her. I just hope we see a really good performance. Um, and look, if the ground's too quick, if the trainer thinks the ground's too quick, she probably will come out, and that would be a major disappointment. Um, and they probably, I'd say they'd end up look, the ground. It doesn't look like, like even long forecast, doesn't look like and there's much rain. She's won on, yeah, she won a Blanford stakes, yeah, yeah. but um, they, she's won a Blanford stakes. I like, but they even Paddy Toomey was saying that, like, if it was really quick ground, that they might pull her out. And I think that's maybe or maybe that's caused some un, uneasiness in the market for her. Um, it's the only reason I could I could think it why she's six to one. I'm happy to take it all day long, I think it's it's great value. Um, but I, I'm just wondering if they don't go here, where are they going to go? And I, mm. I would imagine it could be an arc trial for the Fiddies and Mares in France, maybe. Sorry, is she gone left handed or La Petite Coco? Mm. Uh, she's won a Killarney, she yeah, and mm. she's won a Killarney, um, but only in lesser company. And she was unlucky that day at Nice, they went to way too slow that day. Yeah, Willow go Aiden, yeah, Aiden's uh, Willow just nicked off in the front, and she nearly ran her down. In fairness, it was a pretty disgraceful effort from where she was, she was well out of her ground. Um, no, but it would be La Petite Coco for me. I'm just rambling on at this stage. Tuesday um, won the Blanford, didn't she? Tuesday did not win the Blanford. If that's for no, she wouldn't have had to, she the, Bla the first opportunity she'll have to run the Blanford oh, in September. No. Oh, the bloody element, yeah, because look, it was La Petite Coco. You mentioned that, and Jesus mm. Christ, yeah, she'd be loving that, didn't she? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mentioned this to you earlier in the week, Andy, and, and everybody and, and the lads in the group about what what caused that run last time from Tuesday. Obviously, one race too many, one race too many. You're asking, yeah. didn't this just supplement her at a late stage, too? Yes, yeah. they because they'd no colds for the race. Um, yeah. which is you know they have to do it's a look they just never want to have their breeding operation they need to have for mm. the standard they have it'd be it'd be almost borderline embarrassing if they didn't have a runner in the Irish Derby in yeah. my opinion so they kind of had no choice I think their hands were tied and um, look it was just one race too many Cheers mm. uh, Deck where are you going for this one mate? Um Look, just on the three-year-olds, I think they're going to need every pound of their allowance here to get involved. Um, yeah. Because I think we're looking at two, you know, serious, well, one mare and one filly, really, really good horses, you know, absolutely top class, over 12 furlongs. Like, Magical Lagoon, 
Um, although she won the Irish Oaks, the rest of the field, they've all been beaten since every one of them. Uh, and the Ascot form is not really stacking up either. So, look, that's for your all prop. We mentioned it all night, it, you know, and that's kind of where it's gone off Tuesday. I would for, you, you'd have to forgive her to run in the Irish Derby, you know, um, stepping up. What she stepped up half a mile to, for, to win the Oaks, you yeah. know, and she ran in two guineas and then she stepped up and you know, she declined the camber and she had to eyeball a much bigger horse. And now I know she only won on, on the bob, like, but you know. Not enough was spoken about her victory and her attitude in that race. It was all blaming, you know, um, on Emily Upjohn missing the break and, and the ride by Frankie. I don't know what else he could have done. Like, he got the rail, you know. Headed her as well. Sorry? He headed her as well. He, he got the rail and he headed her. He was just beaten by a really, really good filly. But we've seen Emily Upjohn... Um, you know, she she's missed flights. She she missed a taxi for this, um, and and she's been where did she she was well be like the trail and you can make excuses all you want, but when it's happening again and again and again, like it was the two three year olds in the King George, you know, like it, you can only make up so many excuses. But I actually put up a tweet last night, and you know, I I do love Al Benista, and um, she's a multiple group winner. She's been mainly campaigning in France and Germany, and that's why people haven't really fallen over. She actually beat her Quaker Tasso in Germany. You know, I know Paul Driver has beat her in, beat him in, in Britain, but she's gone to Germany and beat him in Germany. He's won an arm. You know, she's won, what is it, four group ones? Yeah. You know, four consecutive group ones. Yeah, she's probably a little bit disrespected here. But I, you know, it's it's the price of Le Petit Coco. And as Andy said, I didn't know Paddy Toomey said that. I wasn't worried about the ground because she's won on good ground. Now, if it's going to be very fast here, um, I wasn't expecting it to be firm because we haven't mm. really seen much firm ground. But, you know, maybe he's, he's worried about her get, getting jarred up. If, if the arc was run on firm ground, she'd be running it. Oh, she absolutely would, yeah. You know, and the show, no, what I didn't get about those comments is they were thinking of running her in the Phillies and Mares in the Breeders' Cup last year. Yeah, like where it would have been like being out in the tarmac. I wouldn't so. be, I wouldn't be worried about her performing on it. I think she'll handle it, but I'd say they're worried about leaving their arc here. Repercussions, yeah, you know, mm. um. Because we don't see an awful lot of firm ground anymore, and gallops are getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and it can be a shock to the system. So I say it's more because this is not the biggest prize. The prize is the arc. The one we've mentioned all night, the race, you, you know, you, you should, everyone should want to win. But look, the, the step back up to 12 furlongs could bring out a huge amount of improvement. She was probably an unexpected winner. Was it her seasonal debut last day as well, over 10 furlongs? Was, yeah. You know, like she was 9 to 1. We thought she, you know, we were sort of saying, I hope she runs a big race. <laughs> she fucking went and won the race. She drifted, though, didn't she? She really drifted. Yeah, yeah anything that drifted won that weekend. <laughs> she probably just wasn't fancy. I think there's very little between them, you know. Um, but at the prices, you'd have to side with the Petit Coco. Yeah. I can't see yeah. any getting into it, you know. Um, 
Like I can't see any users getting into it. I think the magical Libby on Tuesday want every pound of that allowance, but I just don't think the three are alls. I brought it up, particularly when it's you know when it's horses as good as Albanese and Le Petit called two horses who are you know not overhyped. They're they're a bit unfashionable. Albanese trained by Mark Fresco, you know, runs in Germany and France, but goes to Germany and beats the arc winner, you know, in his own backyard. The Petit Coco has yet to prove it at that level, but she looks like she will. And, you know, I'm expecting if you run big, big improvements. And I wouldn't be worried about the ground for either of them. But I might be worried about, you know, how to come out of it. If they got a a right ding-dong, you know, on on that fast ground. But I don't know how firm it actually is going to be. It's raining at the moment in your... Yeah, there's a tiny bit of rain around. Did you say thunderstorms? But there's not that much hit in the ground. It's it's very strange, really weird. Yeah. Interesting to see what the update is tomorrow. Because at the minute it's firm ground, like good to firm, but firm on the firm side. Um, so it'll be mm. interesting to see how much does it infiltrate the ground. Anyway, uh, Framberry saw a little very casual interview with Framberry who, who mentioned today that La Petite Coco was his big um, selection for the meeting as well. And, you know, you two have highlighted it uh, completely. But let's come to Steve next, who uh, will probably maybe have a different opinion here, Steve, do you? No, I just listen to the boys. I ain't got a big opinion on it, but I was good listening to two opinions. Um, I probably do sway with a favourite, just just purely because the fact he's beat the arc winner. She has got some iffy form going back in her career, but the the penny shops seems to have dropped of late and she just seems to be on an upward spiral, but... It was a good comment there by Turla about um, about Tuesday. Like, I, even though she's an Oaks winner, I totally agree with him with the fact that I think she'd probably be better as a ten furlong horse. You know, like yeah. if anyone remembers Lily Langtree, she won the um, she won the coronation. She didn't get any further than a mile. But obviously, yeah. this horse is a bit of a freak. You know, like she showed a lot of speed in the guineas. I just wonder going further down the line whether ten might be her trip. You know, she might be very very good at it as well. You know. Yeah, um, stay, sorry to sorry, stay. Just with that comment, I, to my knowledge, I think Lily Langtry has been responsible for three winners of at least a mile and a half. I know, obviously Tuesday and Minding, and there was one more. Um, I don't think at a high level. Um, let me just check. I'm almost certain there was one more. Probably uh, go around. Oh, yeah, no, time. it's uh, you're going back a few years. It's heaven on earth. She was just shy of black type, but she she actually stayed a bit further than a mile and a half. Yeah. And um, so, like, it's again, yeah, you're probably right. You probably want ten furlongs to a mile, but she she has she has the ability to to throw mile and a half performance for sure. Obviously, with two oaks runners. Yeah, magical again. Like the boys said, it's, you, you just don't know what the bottom of her pit's going to be. She just seems to do enough, which is obviously a scary proposition when you're betting against something like that because. I can just keep improving if they're just saving a little bit up their sleeves. I think she'll handle um, the track like York, though, Steve. I'm very questionable. I'm that. not so sure. Um, I've, I just think the top two are going to take a hell of a lot of being. Um, they've got the form in the book. At the top table, the three-year-olds, like we say, have been a little bit disappointing. Um, Raclette down the bottom of Andre Farb, that's an interesting runner. Um, yeah. She had a high reputation as a two-year-old for obvious reasons because of her old man. But... Um, yeah. She sort of went off the ball and she's won her last two races quite nicely. Um, it's she's interesting that the one the also Alpinista beat last time was a horse called Baratti, who was another Andre Farbles for for Judmont, who seems to be progressing quite quickly as well. You just wonder whether he might 
being also comes into the equation later in the year. But um, it's Alpanista for me. Um, she seems, seems to be improving. She thrives at the trip, probably gets further. And uh, I think she's a strong arc. I do think she's got a strong chance in the arc as well. Excellent. Alpanista for Steve. Uh, Declan, your selection is? Um, look, it's, bet it's between Alpanista and Le Petit Coco. It's very hard to split them, but at the prices, you'd have to side with Le Petit Coco. Thanks, Tech and Andy. Yeah, Labatee, go, go. Brings us to the end of the races that we're covering this weekend. Let's have a look at some of our decent bets that we're going to this week. Uh, anybody want to go first? Steve, have you got any others? No, I've lost mine. <laughs> lost yours. Let Andy give out ours. Are you? Yeah. I don't mind, Deck, if you want to go. No, ahead. Go on, Andy, you oh, you're going to go before <laughs> me. Sure? I'll oh, go after you guys then. Well, yeah, well, everyone will back ours first, then that makes sense. No, they fucking won't. Yeah, no, uh, Deck and I are going to go with, with Chaldean and the Acom Stakes, 225 at York, the son of Frankel. Um, impressive on his second run at Newbury. Uh, maybe not quite on the eye, but on the form book, I, I believe the second, third, fourth, and possibly fifth of all one. Um, no, I think it was just second, third, and fourth, actually. Fourth and fourth, yeah. yeah, so it's the form is looking quite strong. Um, you know, the, the step up, actually, he's, he's a step up and trip uh, of seven furlongs. Obviously, helped last time out. He's going to be, I think this course is going to suit him as well. He's related to some pretty smart two-year-olds, including, I think, Alchemy and Gloves Lynch and, and a few others um, that, that were obviously good at this age. I think... Um, the brogy man as well who i think actually ended up over hurdles but he was a decent two-year-old for adrian keedley and um yeah so the favorite i think is local dynasty who you know is that's just on pure reputation alone so that kind of drove mm -hmm. me to you have to take something on like that because you, you end up in the poor house just follow no them all idea the time. what was in behind that that there mm. no idea. well you might you wonder yeah it is hard to like he, he could have won a good race, but like I wouldn't be taking two to one on that that, that he did, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And then there's a uh, the other market rival, Mill Stream, Sonny Glen Eagles, uh, one on debut, mm -hmm. and then was second to Noble Style, both of whom were trying to give away a penalty and they were cleared a turret. So that is probably reliable form. Um, and then yeah, Noble Style, who seems to be there's a lot of hype about him. Um, mm -hmm. so I don't know when we're going to see him. I, I thought we thought this would have been the obvious race run but they, they they might be going for the Solario stakes on Saturday which happens to be a group three over seven furlongs as well but we won't get into that um yes yeah, so that'll be Chaldean um I, I Chaldean I think Deck will probably go a little bit deeper into it um then to go on the Trixie I already mentioned Acal who would be probably the bet of the week for me I, I, I'd probably go out on a limb I, I, like Chris asked me at the start was it my nap and I, I was him and home but it probably is um, and then to complete the tricks of day one in the last race in the nursery, um, I've gone with Kuwait City, who's around 20 to 1 at the minute. 22 to 1, you can get under. 22 to 1, yeah. So it'll be a nice end to the tricks when these first two go in. And um, yeah, no, he, look, his form, his first two runs are nothing to really write home about. Fourth and a victory, kind of, you know, beating up on inferior bunches. But that 10th on in the windsor castle he, he traveled quite well into the race and he only faded quite late and this is a steep dropping class of 83 um and it just wouldn't surprise me he wasn't beaten that far at all by little big bear and it wouldn't be no wouldn't really surprise me if this drop into a nursery um 
along with obviously the improvement of it only being his fourth start, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it if it yielded a bit of improvement. Uh, just for context of that, like I think he has about a length and a half to find with Silencer, who's much more experienced, and he gets nine pounds off Silencer in the same race. So I think it's a, a oh. really really interesting uh, proposition. So he yeah. he'd be I'd be quite sweet on him to run well now at Kuwait City in the last race on uh, on Wednesday, and then obviously I'll back Lapetit Coco. Should be my only bet on the Thursday. Thanks very much, Andy. Uh, Deck, anything you want to add to what Andy's put about Chaldean already in the Acom? No, look, Andy, Andy's covered it. He wins, doesn't he? And, you he know, does, yeah. He'll be out the back of the telly. <laughs> uh, no, I yeah, um, was quite keen on, on Chaldean. Um, Andy's covered it. The other one I like um, on Thursday is Jesse's horse, Supergirl. I got, I put her up before. She was unlucky at Ascot. She just, she, you know, the straight was maybe a bit sharper. She didn't get out in time. But she was running down the winner right to the line. I was thinking straight to Leopardstown. Um, the mile and a half handicap on Irish Champion Stakes Day. But she's stepping into Liz's company here. Um, it, she's what time's this at that? Sorry. It's already 4.10 on Thursday. She's up in class. And look, she's she's a lot more exposed than um, you know, some of the others in the race. But she's definitely going the mm. right way. Um this long straight is going to suit her as well you know I, I think this race might suit her more than Ascot it's not the longest of straights in Ascot and I think if it was if it was you know if it was another couple of yards longer she'd have got there Um, so she, she's a decent price she's about 16 to 1 then obviously look if he's going to do a Yankee or something I'd be throwing in ACAL and Lady Hollywood as well Excellent. Thanks very much, Dick. I am taking you on in the Acom, and I know you've told me that yours is going to win, but you know where would be the competition if we didn't? But I do yeah. like uh, Millstream. Millstream for Jane Tappelheimer looks to she looks to have another smart two-year-old on her hands here. Half brother to Asymmetric, very impressive debut winner at Donny with Adam just showing him the stick once, and he put the race to bed in you know quite easy fashion really. And then the form of that race, you know. What it isn't sparkling, let's put it that way. And the only winner to come out of that one at Pontefract this week, which is Russet Gold, who was a step back in trip. So the, the form's terrible, really, if you put it that way. But he was only shown the whip once and he really did put it to bed. And then the second start, he went to Newmarket, taking on that Godolphin runner who'd already been, you know, who'd already beaten now a Richmond Stakes winner and a Coventry Stakes third in Royal Scotsman. And the North at stake second in Wallbank. The form's the the form is is great form. Millstream, you know, was it was definitely in front with a hundred yards to go, and I thought he was, you know, the horse was going to win, but he was worn down by uh, the Godolphin horse Noble style late on. Um, Holly had to go for it that day. I, you know, the, the gap appeared on the rail, and she went for it with a little more cover. I think the horse, you know, could take a bit more. Uh, take him a bit more further into the race. He should have a fantastic chance here tomorrow. A half brother was, you know, as I mentioned, um, was a Richmond State winner and wasn't too far away in a middle park. Millstream, uh, she's out of Glen Eagles, step up to seven. Doesn't look, sorry, does look more than ideal. You know, Glen Eagles was a multiple seven furlong group group uh, winner at two. Um, strong leading claims for me, and he's ticking all the right boxes there, Millstream. In that air come tomorrow, he's around the seven to two mark there. 
Um, you only get off the fence to disgrace yourself, Chris. It's unbelievable. Yeah, look, usually when me and Andy team up, we fucking match <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, mess Somebody has to put you in place sometimes. <laughs> well, it'll be all right. Well, I might do a little reverse forecast there. That'd be nice because I don't fancy the favourite. We're not putting your yolk into a forecast or how yolk. We just stop doing that. <laughs> Screw you. Behind my own. <laughs> I think we were 13th and 14th, respectively. Yeah, we, that's right. Raw patronage. Oh my God, that's a day. It's not even done that for You should that, get paid out if you do a forecast and they finish 14th and 14th. <laughs> well, thanks very much for joining me tonight, lads. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, back on Thursday. It won't be myself. Has Lauren's going to be stepping in. No, Steve said he didn't have anything else. Steve asked him. Come back to me, but no, you, I, t- I did fancy Nostrum really strongly in the Aiken, but it's been pulled out. But uh, I do fancy Just a couple as well. in the week, which which will be Friday and Saturday's runners. But there's that one else jumping out at me tomorrow. Is um, oh, you can't believe this thunderous in the stairs handicap. Um, oh, Mark Johnson, fourteen to one shot. Yeah, and I never stick him up. But he's, he's run beyond Kiprios. He's run beyond Quickform, Stradivarius. He's stepping down massively in grade. Yeah, it's a big um, Ryan Moore's yeah. been booked. It's just, it's just one limit. It just jumps out of you. That does but look, yeah. Whether it's significant or not, I don't know. But um, he's been mixing it at the top table in the stairs race. He hasn't been doing very well, mm. but he's run behind quick fall in the here in the second stakes on Brigadier Gerald night. He was six and nine behind Kiprios last time, beating 12 lengths. It was a shit round between. Um, he was only beating a length by Stradivarius in the Yorkshire Cup. So. Mm. I think 12 14 in one shot is worth, is worth a nibble. New York form isn't that, but outside of his, yeah, like his, his form tailed off the last twice, I suppose. But like, yeah, yeah. You go back, you go back to his length, second Stradivarius, you know, and even his, his narrow defeat behind Hamish at Chester. It's a big weight, but as I said, it's a drop in class. So. Well, yeah, he's obviously can carry it, can't he? But mm. it's just where he finds a bit of form again. Sure. Yeah. Imagine back around somewhere like York. I think that could, you know, it's a horse that might, uh, sorry, a track that might play into that horse's strengths. But you go back last year, he's beaten five lengths by Wonderful tonight. Uh, it's got four lengths by Al Arzi. Uh, some run preces. It's, um, it's a big step down. Rolling. Thanks very much, Steve. Hopefully we get some winners out of those boys. Um, thanks very much for joining me this week. It won't be me on Thursday, like I mentioned. It'll be Lauren. Um, with the three lads, hopefully they are all here. And then me and Stephen are going away, aren't we, Stephen? I've actually got oh, my passport, Declan. Are you sure? Are you? Are you shocked? Are you going together? Fucking oh, Steve, I'm going to Rhodes. Stephen's going to. I think Chris is going to Butlins and <laughs> piss off. <laughs> Butlins. I don't want to see all people at Butlins. Where are you going, Steve? Spain. That's the pony, just outside of Marbella. Very nice. So, um, yeah, we'll be away for two uh, a week or two, um, but we'll leave the Irish lads in charge so it could go whichever way possible. Look at them smirks on them faces. You look what a death. We'll have a good crack. We'll have and everything. Yeah. Well, Lauren <laughs> will probably face on Thursday, yeah. and then I'll probably get Neve to step in the week after or something like that, and she'll, she'll definitely let you get away with anything. <laughs> right, well, um, good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. Keep everything, uh, keep the sharing going, keep it going. We are nearly at 500 uh, subscribers on YouTube. That's a massive feat for us. So if we can get there, 
that would be fantastic because a few people subscribe tonight. I've had a few messages to my phone, so keep going. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And we've not said this in a long time, have we? Tell your pets. Tell those pets, Declan. Mm. While we are still we are still hammering out this flat action, which we bloody love, there's still people who will be joining in. Oh, this yeah, you've got your you've got your point to point previews, Chris. Are you, is that that's coming out at the end of August? The point to point previews. I've got six episodes recorded at the minute, so hopefully we'll get those out at the end of August. They'll be a good one. Um, looking forward to that. Um, and hopefully we find a few wins from that anyway. Uh, but we'll see you all again yeah. on Thursday. Thanks, boys. Take care, boys. See you later. Good night, everyone. Bye.